Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, um, part two of this interview with Joseph and many other things. One of the most gorgeous emails we've ever had is in part one. So you've got to listen to that first. It's my medical recommendation. Here's lovely part two with Joseph. I wonder if the other thing you related to about Douglas's life is the queer, the queerness in in those books and stuff. And I know that you've yeah. said, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've kind of said you don't want to dwell on that. Um, but here I am talking about it uh, because it's a queer podcast. I imagine it contains specificities. Like what was it like is what I'm trying to ask. It was quite, it was quite intense, man. I feel it. I didn't want to dwell on it so much because in the start of my career, it was all anybody wanted to talk about. Because mm. I think I don't think there was many, there's, there's not many like kind of working class East End of Glasgow boys who were coming out singing about boys. So yeah. I think it was it was kind of like an interesting thing, but it just became like the spearhead of every conversation. And I just mm-hmm. be like, let's talk about the music. But I think that also comes for the the part of myself that wants to like I don't know like take back the narrative. Because I think when mm-hmm. you grow up in a place like Glasgow, which is very like hyper masculine, um, like think with your fists sort of thing, like when I was growing up, you people just constantly tell you what you are, as as they do it, as they do everywhere else, being like young and queer and stuff like that, like you're a poof, you're this, you're that, yeah. And I just think I wanted to just take it back and be like, it's you don't get to tell me what what I am anymore, sort of thing. And mm. but I growing up in Glasgow, I think I downplayed how hard it was just because. For my own sanity, I didn't want to have to keep rehashing it. But obviously, it's difficult for anybody growing up queer. But I think there's a, I don't know, man. I just think there wasn't enough. There wasn't a space to be open with any sort of feeling. Never mind be vulnerable in a way that would make you come across as being effeminate or um, like a weakling or like a weak link. And I think being being in a family with two older brothers. I always felt like I was a different one, and mm-hmm. as as well as going to like a Catholic, a Roman Catholic secondary school, it was just, it was like I didn't have a chance to be myself in a really authentic mm-hmm. way until I got older. As as again, as is the same case for for most people, it just felt like I was acting. I was trying to not get my head kicked in because that's just mm-hmm. the, you just don't want to be different. You want to like blend into the background and be invisible. But I think it's. It's quite strange because I've come kind of full circle in my life now where I'm like, the things that I used to literally beg, I used to like beg if there was a God, like make me normal. I used to be like, please make me like... Yeah, me too, me too. And and the more like queer people I speak to, they have, everybody's got that, like that moment where you're like on your hands and knees, (laughs) like, please, I don't want to listen to Kylie Minogue anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I 
think it's I've came to a point in my career now where it's like it's really celebrated and everything yeah. that I do everywhere that I go, it's gave me so many opportunities and and it's something about myself that I would not change for the world now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and like I couldn't think yet like any other version of my life where I wouldn't be like this because I'm so happy yeah. and yeah well it's like I feel like you know that moment when you're praying it's like when you're what I see in my head is like <laughs> it's like you're circling round and round almost going down a plug hole that you're really like, don't make me go don't make me go and then you get sucked through because you can't deny it and then on the other side is the best thing ever that you just thought it was going to be the worst thing ever and it's not it's the best thing ever you get like this membership to this family of yeah. uh amazingness but then i think you know it's important to note isn't it like you're singing glaswegian boy singing songs about boys and then i'm like oh interesting you know because i imagine yeah the thrust of those interviews were asking you about that but i bet it was straight press you know what i mean like it was yeah. sort of like oh let's let's george michaelify him for want of a reductive description you know yeah. like let's let's try and make this part of the past but actually weirdly then you've ended up in this space where does it even do people even comment anymore um i, I don't know man it's like it's i get a lot of like queer press requests in yeah um, so obviously there's a when you there's a level of like you need to discuss it in that way but i think it's kind of a known thing now that like it's it's kind of like it's a, it's fine like i'm not really i'm not really bothered by it anymore but i actually mm. like talking, i actually like talking about it now and I feel like that right. comes that comes for accepting it more myself as I get older. Like, I feel like you're still kind of mm. it's still kind of making sense of your identity even even in, like through your twenties. And it doesn't it help when people put a magnifying glass on you and they're like, "What yeah. are you?" Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I don't even know myself, but I'm and I, and I still kind of don't really want to identify like because who knows what I'm like and and yeah. in, a, in a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, I go through hyperfixations with certain types of pasta for months. Like I might, I might. <laughs> who knows what I'll be into in the next couple of years? What are the pasta fixations of the moment? I've got a thing about this, like, like any sort of green vegetable, like uh-huh. sauteing it, blending it, like peas and stuff, and then mm. putting like mint in it, and then you hundreds of the parmesan cheese, and it's oh, quite, yeah. it's, it's given health. It's given yes. health, and it's like it makes me feel that like I'm better than everybody when I eat it. <laughs> Because it's pasta, it's pasta, but it's still vegetables, you know what I mean? So, and it looks good, it's green as well, it's very Instagrammable. Would you Instagram that though? Nah, I've never, I've, I'm never. I feel like you're quite, you're quite quiet on Instagram. Nah, I've never, I would never be uploading my, my step-by-step health pasta. Maybe when, <laughs> maybe, maybe when I'm 45 or something and I've got my lifestyle brand and I've got, I've got a farm and chickens and stuff like that <laughs> and the career is over. <laughs> <laughs> Your career will not be over, I'm afraid. You're going to be in whatever hotel I'm in in Australia with Harry Styles. Um, but you, do you like? Was there an intention to create a sense of mystery? I, you know, it's a word I've often heard associated with you around your music and around yourself. Um, yeah, I feel like when we first when we first got started, that like, we, we sort of were just releasing little clips on the internet. Um, much in the same way that we're doing in MySpace back in the day, like we were just kind of mm. like short, short clips. wasn't showing my face, wasn't telling anybody anything about me. Because I feel like when you don't give people anything, they always sort of want more. 
and and it and it really did help with the the sort of word of mouth thing in Glasgow because it was quite infectious and people caught on really quickly and we managed to like sell out a gig without releasing any music, only clips online. And wow. and it and it's that just came feel like me and my two managers sort of having these crazy ideas and, and sort of like wanting to like stick the finger up to the industry in a wee bit and because we just wanted to do it on our own terms and um we had a lot of label interest right at the beginning and it will just kinda like fuck off the now. We're just gonna do it by ourselves for a bit. Um, that's great. I've I've always loved this sort of mystique aspect of certain artists, and it's definitely something I have in mind. Just because one, mm. I don't want to give too much away anything because I give so much of myself away in my music. So, mm-hmm. um, here again, here I am in a podcast talking about my entire life. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit all the past and stuff out. It's a, it's a step too far. I know that humanizes me way too much. Um, <laughs> nah, I think. Yeah. I've, I've I've always loved that aspect, like about music. When, when like my favorite, some of my favorite artists, are like Frank Ocean and stuff like that, goes a yeah. Adele goes away for fucking ten years, then just pops out. Hey, goes an album, bye. Then it's just yeah. I always feel like I mean this with no rudeness towards Adele, but like Adele needs to understand she can only go away because she's Adele. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like. That really works out for her, but if you're not a global phenomenon, I imagine you probably have to say yes to doing Saturday Kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, definitely. Like, it's like she's the kind of person that doesn't do interviews. I'm like, well, I need to do interviews. But um, I respect her energy, man. I feel like people invade her privacy a, lot, a hell of a lot. So Yeah, I think she, yeah exactly. She's the kind of artist that I imagine people are going through her bins. So I think yeah. she needs to hold the world at arm's length. But I think there's... I think in this in this day day and age, there's an appetite for people wanting to know your fucking blood type. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there's a sort of like immediate accessibility to everything. There's an aspect of me wanting to kind of put a wall up to mm-hmm. to some extent, just because I, do, I think people get sucky if you push, if you give everything all the time, and I don't want to be like overexposed or anything like that. So I think I'm quite um I'm quite conscious of not not giving too much away, um, especially mm-hmm. at the start of my career. But now I'm just kind of like, I'll do Saturday Kitchen, maybe. <laughs> well, you going to do your pasta dish, surely. But I, I, I don't do well in pressure situations like that. See, if I'm cooking, I'm quiet. Don't talk to me. Like, I, if there was cameras and all that... It's going it to be great telly. It would be fire and brimstone. It'd be like, I don't know, it would just be, it would be good. Eyebrows melting off. Nah. I mean, where, as a musician, like, where can you sell your wares on television anymore? Like, you can go on Saturday Kitchen, which is weird because it's a food show you can go on graham norton but where else where can you go um i think i don't even know what, what's the but jules holland but i've done that jules so. holland um, done that tick done that tick but i want to do it i want to do it properly because <laughs> when we done it we done it in lockdown and it was like pre-recorded and um it was like oh yeah it wasn't the whole shebang i want to be in the room with um the big man Jason. yeah <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen joseph and then just going back a minute for growing up in glasgow like do you feel like you you know someone being mega in contact with your emotions and being uh do you feel like you found a place where you can be like that among your mates there or among your brothers or is it still like something you ring fence and keep that for music and then you just um, I think I think the times have changed, man. Times are changing. Um, mm-hmm. Like growing up in Glasgow was a very different experience to how it is at present. 
Really? Um, that's so cool. That, yeah, and I think that's... It just comes with... I don't know. There's there's a lot more awareness about mental health and, and speaking out and just being a bit more conscious of being vocal about how you're feeling because things start to fester. But me and my mates have got a good relationship, man, and um, it's, I, can, I know I can always go to them and stuff where, whenever I feel, I don't know, when I'm struggling or whatever and stuff like that. And even my brothers as well, because like, they've got babies now. And, and, I, and I, again, it's like a, a whole different aspect of them that's been un- it's like new character unlocked but <laughs> these i feel like it's so funny watching these big burly men fall with their knees over these little tiny people uh, yeah. um and i think that that sort of thing it's nice to see and it's nice to like have a bit of dialogue and language with, with these big strong men like these big guys that i used to be like oh my god why can't i just be like them turns out mm. they're bigger saps than me so yeah. um <laughs> Um, but I, it's definitely changed, man, and I think it just comes with the times moving and um, people becoming more aware that, that it's that, that that being silent about how you're feeling isn't is not the best policy. And I it's so nice to hear that because you know I feel like I oscillate between the world is progressing and like the world is not progressing at all, you know, and yeah. it's um it's not a, it's not a queer thing to talk about feelings. It's just. <laughs> You know, it's like people need to do it full stop. But it's, it's at the same time, it's like I used to be so like, I remember anything you did different in Glasgow, you were gay. Like, I got a cliff in my hair, yeah. I got a new pair of Doc Martens, poof. It was just like, it was constant. If you were in any way, it was just, it was just like a knee jerk insult to, um, to anything that, anything that you tried to do out of the box. I feel like being Glaswegian, we have this sort of like culture of slagging everything. Like it's mm. we're so self-deprecating, like and 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 it's like it's almost maddening at times. But I think when you're growing up in that in that environment and and gays being slung as an insult or anything less than a big straight a big burly straight man, it sort of like builds a like a compartment in your brain of having such a negative connotation. But mm. now you're looking back, it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like it's so it's so stupid. It's like funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The irony about it is it's also very fragile. Like, it's a very fragile world view that, like, from allegedly the toughest people, that, like, the, your shoes are going to change who you are. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Ah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, how how can something so small be so, like, ignite such a strong reaction for you? Like, mm. let, let, let me live. If I want to wear the, these sparkly Doc Martens, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to um, do it. I, but I think it just it says a lot about the the sort of how fragile this idea of masculinity actually is. It's it's because they don't they don't have the language to articulate their emotions. So it's like anything that that, that makes me scared or I don't it doesn't sit well with me. I'm going to stamp it out. I'm going to mm. I'm going to push it away. I'm going to I'm going to degrade it sort of thing. So it's when you when you have that perspective and you see it for what it is you just it's ridiculous ridiculous really yeah and what about like the glasgow gay scene what's that like i mean like every other that i guess it's very incestuous yeah and um, very like everybody knows everybody and um, i don't think i, I never I, I was never really a part of it majorly i was never really like uh, going to the gay clubs every weekend and um, i was more like a, a techno boy like mm-hmm. in sub club for three days, um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was more. I didn't really, 
I didn't really get to experience that that part of Glasgow yeah. in, a, in a big way, and I, I never went to the Pride or anything like that. But I think I think that 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 just comes from like a, a place of not really knowing where I fitted in amongst it all. Um, mm-hmm. But I, took, I actually took my mum to a gay club like a year ago, and it was a it was an experience. There was a big graffiti mural of RuPaul on the wall when I woke up with like fifty photos of my mum like like <laughs> taking pictures up with it, and I'm like fucking hell. But, um, did she like it yeah loved it yeah she, she's she's into she loves all that kind of music and stuff so were you dragging her home oh always always really? she's like one one more one more really one more, one more for, for the diet coke um but i love... but you're living in london now is that right yeah yeah i live in i live in hackney now nightlife good i mean i feel like i'm always so busy i don't get to go out and like do it, but the nights I have had, I pretty it's pretty totally different kettle of fish in London. I feel like the difference between London and Glasgow is you never have the same night in London. I feel like you can live in London your whole life and yes. not see the whole thing. It's so big, and mm. um, the uh, the after party the after parties have been pretty pretty mad. But, but yeah. I yeah, I find the thing that I find different about London now, which is sad, is like it's always like a gay night if you want. You have to like book a ticket to an event that's in like three months, whereas before, like you could go to like the joiners or places in Hackney that was like a, it was a local. You know, even people from all yeah. over London were there, but like you would see people you know. And I don't, I don't know if there's people places like that anymore, are there? Yeah, I don't really know, man. I don't really. I feel like the mm. place that we go to the most often would be like Dalston Superstore. Yeah. Um, I feel like they have quite a good community of people who go there and they have certain nights for different uh, different kinds of people which I think is good but I, I agree man I don't think there's I think that's it's sad that that kind of thing just kind of dies out because there's so much competition I feel it and yeah but I suppose that can be a good thing as well because there's more of it appearing and yeah I mean it's changed got to get on with it haven't you you, you can't you know be a 40 year old gay man lamenting the change of uh, the gay scene can you Chris <laughs> Can you, Chris? <laughs> um, Joseph, will you do us the honour of helping me with some agony uncles? Yes, let's do it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Listeners write in, and who more articulate on affairs of the heart than Joseph? They're all anonymous. 
Do I see my ex for closure after he treated me badly and moved on? Joseph's already shaking his head. <laughs> we were together for three years and I deserved to be treated better and to be told the truth. He cheated. Do I give him the chance to tell me the truth even though it will hurt? No. <laughs> no. Was this me three years ago writing this? I think things like that, you're, it's like your body's craving that feeling of like your nervous system freaking out when you see them. I feel like that's what I bring it down to because mm. you're only going to get hurt. You're only going to get hurt. If, if you go and see them and they don't tell you the truth, you end up sleeping together. It's only prolonging the heartbreak. Sorry to be brutally honest, person. Um, this is the whole point. Just because I've literally been in that position myself and it's like nobody needs closure. Just close the door. Like, close the door yourself. You don't need to go to the house and talk about it more. Just shut the fucking door. <laughs> but, um, but I know definitely... I would say no to that, just put full stop, period. Well, yeah, I couldn't tell what you were thinking before you said that. I don't fully understand the idea of closure, if I'm honest. Closure means, I don't know, like just being totally settled and, 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 and okay with how things have went, but that that shit takes years to deal with. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. you're, going, you're going to the house one last one last time. Isn't it gonna it's not gonna close the door in your relationship, it's only gonna hurt you more for a longer period of time. It's like ripping the scab. Should we do like a sort of um in the notes for this episode like please see this song for more uh <laughs> which which one of your songs has metabolized this very theme quite a few probably like didn't, didn't know how to love you but i won't apologize because i'm not sorry what should i be fucked your favor honey you know you left me you say i'm hot i'm just trying to start shit like fuck you mate see you later like, like i don't feel bad about it anymore like bye or like think i don't need your love yeah for back for that, an old school one we had a good Yeah, love that track. So much time is wasted, like trying to quote unquote get closure. And I think it's you're never going to get it unless you totally close the door and walk away and um, mm. and 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 sort of leave it there. So yeah. Well, those are your companion piece songs, dear listener, and I thank you very much, Joseph. By the way, I'm on the same page. Next one. Me and my ex have broken up five months ago. I'm in a good place and I know I don't want to be with him. But I miss his family, brothers and cousins. I'm still in contact with his family, not him. I'm especially close with his cousin. We speak a lot and see each other. Do you think it's best to cut ties completely? Or should I not let a person that isn't in my life anymore get in the way of a genuine friendship with someone I feel so close to and comfortable with? We are good at not talking about him at all. I never ask, but he will inevitably come up now and again. What do you think? Um, firstly, thank you for writing in. I think that it's interesting that he is on your mind in context to this friendship because if it's nothing to do Joseph's nodding um, if it's nothing to do with him then you wouldn't ask this question so I think maybe it's your way of keeping some sort of connection to him I think you need to be really honest with yourself and ask yourself the question 
why if I have like a group of mates, do I feel like I need to be associated with you still in a way because I'm like going for drinks with your cousin? I just think it's whoever's writing in, have a, a go to the mirror, look at yourself, look in your own eyes, and be honest. Like, these are you just doing this to still have some sort of connection with somebody? Um, because that's what it's going to sound like to me, kind of. Yeah, and I'll and I'll add that like. I don't want to give you a kicking person who's written in because I've done this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, you know, yeah. like that. And so that's why I feel like I'm like, oh, I've been there. I've sort of talked to myself and do. If you feel very honestly that that's not the case, then absolutely none of your ex's business. Carry on with the friendship. But a sort of interim thing would be have an honest chat with yourself. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not being like whoever whoever's wrote in. Like I'm, I'm only speaking for a point of like personal experience because I've literally been there. Like I've been yeah. that person. I've been on both sides of that as well. Like I've been the person that's wanting to sort of have some sort of tether, but I've also been the person who's wanting to like cut it in half. Yeah. So do what you will, but I think yeah, just be honest with yourself. Dig a bit deeper. What's the actual reason you mm. you want to have drinks with his cousin? <laughs> okay, Joseph. Final question that I forgot to ask you: Why is the album called Permanent Damage? The album was called something else for such a long time and I just felt it didn't really suit the, the themes of the album. And then I, I was at a party in Hackney, funnily enough, and I've seen it on the back of a packet of cigarettes. I mean, I was absolutely off my nut, but I wrote it in my notes, um, Permanent Damage, because I just felt like the two words together sort of like made my brain feel a bit fuzzy. And I think it perfectly sort of sums up the idea and the the the, the, the central theme of the album of being like changed indefinitely or been permanently damaged by like this experience or my relationship with this person and I think it has quite a dark like negative connotation but at the same time by the end of the album it's it's sort of like coming to terms with that change and recognizing it and and then becoming comfortable with it and Mm. uh, but I think for me it just perfectly fits the sonically and like thematically what the album is and sounds like so yeah, I love it. And I think what's really interesting is for whatever reason, I felt that about the title. Like, it feels like it's someone who has perspective on that damage and is possibly moving on rather than just like, I'm in a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know why. I, man, I think there's, there's, there's always like an element of wanting to put like a, like a little line of hope or like little light at the end of the tunnel and I think by the the, the way that the, the story goes from start to finish like it, it sort of opens with like these sort of like dissonant strings and, and then mm. it finishes it finishes with all good which is just like I put how like nothing's ever easy in life but it's, it's sort of all good and it closes with these sort of like very major um like lush strings so it kind of bookends it and I think it was just important for me to have that sort of full circle moment where you you realise that although it was difficult, it, it's always worth it, and um, mm. and I got something amazing like this body of work. Not 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 me calling it amazing, but like just something that I can, <laughs> something that that's tangible and I can hold in my hands, and and it, it wasn't all for nothing. I didn't feel like that, and mm. it didn't ruin my life for that long for nothing. I have this body of work that I'm so proud of, and that I can get behind and. Mm. And that will be in the world forever. Yeah, and now you've got to go and find more heartbreak for album two, right? Oh no, I'm actually really happy at the minute. So <laughs> you might never get an album off me ever again. So <laughs> I, I don't imagine I'm I'm not going to make like a Pharrell happy. I'm not that guy. 
You wait till they call with the money offering. You'll be like, yeah, I've got an upbeat number down here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the theme tune of Encanto too. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely guy. What a lovely man. What a special man. And so talented. Um, we're arriving where we're meant to be. Um, we're going around a roundabout. Kate's about to say something on the radio. Kate, arriving on set. There you go. How cool is that? It's like being an action hero, isn't it? All right, listeners, lots of love. Take care. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.